and welcome to Philly and the Over, a brand new Philadelphia-based sports gambling podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Joe Simonera. I'm joined by Shane Curran. Shane, tell us what's on tap for today. College basketball and what to expect on upcoming shows. All right, time to cash in. Hey, everyone. Shane here from Philly and the Over. Joe will not be joining us. He is taking a much-deserved vacation. Today, I'll be breaking down the college basketball weekend. And to start on the women's side, there was a huge upset last night in the women's game where Iowa upset South Carolina. For those of you who have not been watching, South Carolina has one of the best seasons in women's history, going undefeated throughout the regular season and consistently beating teams by 30 plus. South Carolina put on a rebounding clinic led by Zaya Cook with 24 points and eight boards. On the Iowa side, Caitlin Clark, she can hoop. I called for this matchup a few weeks ago because I was so excited to see the South Carolina defense try and contain Clark. And they did a decent job, right? They they forced her into eight turnovers. However, Clark still put 41 points. In addition to that, she had six rebounds and eight assists. She was five for 17 from deep, which was a disappointment from her. However, some of those shots, oh man, they were in and out. The strategy going into this one was an interesting one. It reminded me of the Villanova teams from, from back in the day where Kyle Lauer was a point guard and he couldn't shoot. He had not yet learned to shoot, but he was so uh, great at passing to some of the wings there, Foy and, and Allen, that guards, uh, the, the players guarding him would would just sag to the, to the foul line. Caitlin Clark uh, took that to the next level, forcing South Carolina to try and shoot the ball from outside. She wasn't guarding anyone. She was just clogging the middle, and they were trying to gang rebound on the South Carolina team. They did not do a good job. South Carolina was owning them from down low. However, it it was just too much. Uh, Caitlin Clark's offense was just too much. And and they ended up winning that game, not only covering the 11 and a half point spread, which I took, but also the money line of plus 520. What's next for them? LSU also punched their ticket to the championship for the first time, beating number one seed Virginia Tech. So going into the championship weekend for the women's side, and the final four today on the men's side, there are no number one seeds left. Give me Iowa, minus three, against Virginia Tech. Lock it up. Moving on to the men's side, Joe and I have different picks across the board. Joe likes UConn, minus five and a half, and he likes them on the money line. Me, on the other hand, I'm all over Miami. Not just because it's plus five and a half and plus 205 to win outright, but because I have a a future on them at 100 to 1, which I got after the round of 64. I'm riding that one out. No, I'm not cashing out. I am doubling down. Let's go, Canes. FAU, San Diego State. Joe's likes FAU plus two and a half and the money line plus 116. He'll have a final matchup of UConn versus FAU. And he likes UConn as the team to win it all. They're currently projected as a minus six and a half point favorite against FAU if you were to take that now. To be different, I'm going to go with San Diego State and I'm going to go Miami versus San Diego State. So we have two head to heads. Ring the bell. What's next for Philly in the over? The NFL draft is coming up and the Eagles have two first round picks. The expectation for them in every mock draft is for them to take a cornerback. 
and it's a good year to do so. At the top of the draft, you have Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, Devin Witherspoon, who I really like, out of Illinois, and Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. We are. I think there's a chance they move back. With those two picks, I think they can move back into the middle of the first round and pick up a few of those middle-tier picks uh, in the uh, middle rounds, which they don't have too many of this year. After that Super Bowl performance, I wouldn't be shocked if they take another boring pick and just go with a defensive lineman. But hey, if Jalen Carr slips a few picks, maybe they package those two first-round picks, move up, and take the best player in the draft. The NBA season is wrapping up. Joel Embiid is in the thick of the MVP race. Is this, is this year his turn? A lot of people don't like that idea of it's their turn or their, not their turn to win it. But if you look back at the past four years, there's been a consensus three guys at the top of the MVP voting. Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid. Giannis has two, Jokic has two, and Embiid has zero. It might just be his year. MLB opening day was Thursday. Short offseason for Philly teams this year. So long, Hoskins. Hello, Trey Turner. Nola, 13-1 to to win the Cy Young. Sign me up. As for the NHL, the Bruins are wrapping up the greatest season in NHL history. That's not an exaggeration. They put up the greatest statistical season in NHL history. In the West, McDavid is primed to win his first Rocket Richard Trophy after topping 60 goals already for the first time in his career. And for the Flyers, well, their coach is watching games from the press box. Yeah. We'll dive into all these topics and more in the upcoming episodes. Place your bets. For Joe Simonera, I'm Shane Curran. That's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Remember, rate, review, subscribe, and always bet on yourself. Philly and the Over is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe?